Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We again have been talking about developing that intimate, satisfying relationship with God that starts with being able to hear him clearly. If you did nothing else, then pursue that relationship your entire life. You would be so satisfied and content and knowing that you have been fulfilling God's projects, God's purpose for you. Think about that. It's not about what you do or changing your behaviors or getting fixed or how you think or other people's perception. It's about relationship with God. That's what he paid for. That's what he rose for. That's the whole purpose of the resurrection, that you and I could be restored to a whole relationship with our God, with our Father, our Creator, our Lover. By now, hopefully, you've gotten the idea of what is our job and what is God's job, that there's only two things we can give God. There's only two things that he asks of us, and that's our time and our attention. How you spend your time and what you give your attention. And Even those two, God is the one who knocks. Jesus stands at the door and knocks to get our attention. But what happens is the more we give God our time and attention, the more he makes it worth our effort. It's like planting a seed and giving that seed everything it needs to grow. It will grow. When you give God your time and attention, even when we struggle with what he directs us to do, he is responsible for changing us. He is the one who makes himself known. 
we're always getting new listeners, so just a quick refresher is our spirit, there's no more work left in our spirit. We are a spirit being. Human beings are not really human beings. They're spirit beings, you and I. We're either dead in our spirit or alive in our spirit. Our spirit is either dead or living. And the condition of our spirit is separate in for our discussion, from our soul and our body. Because your soul, when you change from being a dead spirit to a living spirit, your soul does not automatically change. Your body does not automatically change. Now, odds are, the presence of life in your spirit affects your soul and affects your body. And sometimes God makes huge sweeping changes, but often he doesn't. But the change in your spirit is complete. There's only two options. You're either dead in your spirit or you're alive in your spirit. And if you are alive, you are one with God. If you have been born again, your spirit has been reborn. And your spirit is now one. Spirit begets spirit. My spirit is one with God's spirit. Your spirit is one with God's spirit. That means you and I are one in spirit. So if you've got a list of spirit, soul, and body, you can cross spirit off. That That's done. As far as you are concerned, as far as God is concerned, there's nothing else to work on. Your spirit is finished you have a fully functioning spirit so how come we struggle how come we don't have the benefits of the eternal life that is available in spirit how come we aren't living in the kingdom how come we aren't living and moving and having our being in that spirit Because of our soul. Your soul has gotten used to doing things its own way. Your soul has set up its own kingdom apart from spirit. Now that's not the way you and I were created. And that's not the way we are meant to live. Our ultimate goal is to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. 
Again, our spirit is one with God. If our soul and body were also one with our spirit, our soul and our body would also be one with God. God's eternal life would flow into our spirit, through our soul, through our body, and into this world. Jesus is our great example of that. He communed, he received life from his very being, from his spirit, being one with his Father. And because his soul started out as one with his Spirit, he never had to go through what we go through. He did not to deal with overcoming his soul. The, his father never had to heal his soul as far as being separated from spirit. In his soul, all his needs were already met. Now, Jesus experienced rejection, just like you and I do. But because he had eternal life available, he could go to his father, and his father could heal him. And that's why we struggle so, is because there's a part of your soul that would rather maintain control than be healed. That prefers the stress of doing things its own way than the rest and comfort that comes from being united with God. Now, in your soul... How God created your soul, mind, will, and emotions, he likes what he gave you. He gave you a particular soul. And it's not broken. It's not faulty. He, he, he doesn't blame it for the way you are. But your soul has taken on more than it can handle. And we are here on this earth to learn how to let God be God. We are learning how to go to him, to hear him, to receive healing, to exercise authority, to have our senses quickened. We are here to learn to live as spirit beings. Again, it all comes back to 
having a relationship with him because that's the whole essence of being a spirit being, living and walking and moving in the spirit is having our soul and body so aligned that there's no distinction. Now your soul, again, for this time here on earth, it has unique characteristics and qualities. And we get so caught up in fighting for them, against them, and about them. And really, the more we can just accept that this is the soul God gave you. And it is not possible for you and I to differentiate between our soul and our flesh. The the soul's the soul doing what it wants to do. The soul has set up its own kingdom. And it looks just like our soul. Not only is it not possible to distinguish between our soul and our false soul, our fake soul, the fraud, our mask. Let's say it's a mask. We can't distinguish between those two. Your mask has gotten so good at mimicking who you are And yet it's a protective device to keep you from getting hurt and to get your needs met on its own terms. The problem is, is that mask separates your soul from your spirit. Why is that a problem? Because it is through your spirit that your needs are met. Every healing, every change, every everything you need is already available to you right now in your spirit. Your soul is keeping you from receiving it. You cannot distinguish between your soul and the fake soul. Only God can do that. And this is why the more we can give God time and attention, the more he can distinguish and remove the fake soul so that our true soul, not so that it can be in control, but so that it can relax, and receive the eternal life that God wants to pour into it. And this is the way we were created, spirit, soul, and body. Life flows from the spirit into the soul, into the body. And so the more we relax, the more that spirit flows through And God does his work dividing the true from the false. Now that false soul, that fake soul, has a lot of power. 
And a lot of that a lot of power of that power reflects our temperament, our personality, our history. Because it gives us a sense of control. And when we don't have a source of life, we yearn for control. But for simplicity's sake, this is our goal, is to allow God to do his work in us. So as we give him time and attention, this is giving him the more and more opportunity to divide our soul from our fake soul. And as that happens, in area after area, God's spirit, eternal life, flows into our soul, fulfilling our needs. So does that mean we just sit around all day? Part of the way, no. Part of the way God reveals the difference, the way he divides our soul from our fake soul, the way he frees us and heals us is by letting our fake soul show, by revealing it, by letting it fail. So there's the the negative part where he lets our soul give up on trying to do things its own way. So our fake soul fades away or is removed by God. But our other task for being here is to learn how to live as a spirit being. We have become so reliant on, let's say, three tools in our tool belt, in our soul, that those are the only tools we know to use, and so we use those tools on everything, on relationships, on God, on ourselves, on on others. And God says, no, you have so many options. You have no idea what's available to you. We ha- We cannot comprehend what way of being, what it is really like to live as a spirit being. So the other reason we're here is to learn how to live as a spirit being, how to overcome, how to exercise authority, how to love, how to receive God and give him. So those are the two aspects of why we spend time waiting It's not to change the world, even though God may say, you, right there, you change the world, and this is how you're going to do it. But why he doesn't, he doesn't need you to do that. But for you, why he would do it is because that's what it's going to take to bring you healing and to teach you how to walk as a spirit being for your sake. He can change the world with a with a thought. He doesn't need your help. But he loves you so much that he's creating the circumstances in and around your life so that you will turn and face him, so that you will give up on doing things yourself and receive the life he wants to give you. So, Lord, right now, for any of those questions that we have, 
We just ask that you, even without understanding, that you give us the healing, the information, the understanding, whatever it is we need. You know what we need. And I just ask that you would give us, each one of us, what we need right now. So when we talk about God's personal presence, and we've talked about his omnipresence and his manifest presence, but when you know somebody personally, you get to call them by their first name. There's a there's a sharing and an intimacy that that is there that is not there in front of other people or things that only you know about. And part of that, any relationship is built on trust. And these are some of the areas that the Lord deals with us on. And he changes us and makes us, remember your spirit is already trustworthy but he's making your soul and your body trustworthy as well. And we've talked about how God's personal presence, enjoying God personally, he's, he's right there, just as personal, just as present as any other person. If a person was there with you, talking with you, sharing with you, sitting next to you, touching you. But this involves... A, Cultivating quietness. That intimate communion with God on a personal level occurs within us, within our soul and our spirit, where that intersection is. And so if we're still, if we still have that mask, that wall, between our soul that God created and our spirit that is now fully fully eternal life. There, there's no meeting there. So God is removing that wall, that mask. So part of our task to be able to lessen and eventually be able to ignore the noise we live with on a daily basis. This is not necessarily just our earthly circumstances. But the activity in our soul, our thoughts, our emotions, our decisions, all need to be brought under the control of our spirit. Again, which is already under the control of his spirit. So as your soul is freed from that mass, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions slowly come into position to receive God, to receive spirit. Now, for our purposes, best way to recognize this from where we're coming, our goal is to be able to recognize his slightest whisper or moving in any realm spirit, supernatural, or natural. Again, the spirit is the spiritual realm. The supernatural realm is where our soul resides. And the natural is what we 
can observe with our natural senses. To be able to have that level of hearing, of discernment, the activity in each realm must be neutralized. Where it is neither positive or negative and doesn't affect or interfere with our ability to know God. Now remember that all activity in the spiritual realm is in perfect alignment with spirit. Again, the spiritual realm and the supernatural realm are two different things. This is a problem we have on a regular basis that we, we have a tendency to use them interchangeably. But that which is of the spirit is spirit. It is not supernatural. There's only two kinds of spirit beings, God and us. Again, we're either dead or alive. But all other beings, like angels and demons and any other things you might think of, whether it's ghosts or entities, whatever, those are all supernatural beings. And our soul functions in the supernatural realm. As you devote time and attention to knowing God, it is likely that he will begin to point out areas that need to be adjusted from your life or areas of your soul that need to be brought under his control. Now, this does not mean that there is something wrong with that activity. This is part of of what, you know, we want to get involved in thinking, okay, um, and a lot of times different fellowships and groups, we get on, on, okay, areas of emphasis, like we're going to all stop watching TV. Or, you know, whatever. Stop, so, but this is, does not mean that there is something wrong with TV. So there's not something wrong with the activity or the habit, but simply that it's a distraction from entering into his rest according to his schedule. So there's going to be times when God is going to put his finger on things that are perfectly fine, that there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. And you may not even think that they take up a lot of time. But something about it, he puts his finger on it, that it's a distraction. It's distracting your soul from being able to be available to be freed, to be healed. And just take his word for it. Now, there are benefits. As we cultivate this quiet lifestyle, he changes us. And with that change, there are we begin to live differently. And the things that become more enticing to us, more important, begin to satisfy the needs of our soul. 
And as we begin to experience more and more what he what he is and who he is, our soul will become clearer and clearer. Again, this is how God puts your soul together. He likes it. There is nothing wrong with it, and he's not out to destroy your soul. It's just your soul has been doing things its own way in defiance of God. And he's not going to let that continue simply because it's not good for you. It's not good for your soul to be in control. Your soul doesn't know what it's doing. It's not made for this. It's like trying to use a hammer to screw in a screw. It's not made for it. There are things that God, God's neutral about your soul. He said, here, have, your, have a soul. And he made it, he gave it to you. So it's not that he's for it or against it. It's just what you'll need while you're here on this earth. The same way with your body. He doesn't give you any credit for, you had nothing to do with the soul, you had nothing to do with the body. These are all his choices. And that might be an area to start with. Lord, is there something that you want to talk to me about that I'm holding you or angry with you about either one of these circumstances, the soul you gave me or the body you gave me? So we'll pick it up here next week at the same time. Until then, you can drop me a line at diane at org. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.